0: Hello and welcome to the Equine Physio and Rehab podcast. My name is Dr Gillian Tabor and I specialise in the treatment and the rehabilitation of horses. In this podcast I'm going to talk through some considerations as to what you should do before a big occasion and by occasion that could be relative to you so it could be the most advanced competition of your season or it could be you going out for a clinic or a lesson or maybe just going on a fun ride or a pleasure ride that is a greater distance than your horse normally does in the weeks you know before that so it doesn't actually matter what it is but what i'm implying is that the Event is relatively higher intensity than usual. It's uh, perhaps something that you have been looking to do over the last sort of number of weeks or months. It's almost like the peak of your training program. And for some people, this might happen quite frequently. You know, you might be aiming for a a one day event, horse trials, sort of once a month or even more frequent than that. Or it could be something that is just for your horse, a big event such as. Travelling out to go and uh, experience another venue, even if they're not ridden at that uh, environment. But thinking about what they're going to do at that higher intensity occasion, we need to have a plan for the few days running up towards that. Because if we want our horse to perform optimally, so both physically and mentally, we need to have a a bit of a structured plan to make sure that either we don't peak too soon or that actually it is a complete overload on that day and then we risk our horse having some problems Obviously, risk of injury is one of them. But also, you know, if they are absolutely exhausted and that fatigue sets in too early, you might find that you have behavioural problems that actually aren't a physical issue. It is actually down to um, actually is a physical issue, but I'm not saying it's a pain issue. It's to do with how they're feeling about the whole thing. So. What I want you to consider is how fit does the horse need to be for that occasion and that varies if you're going on a horse trial, so you've got three phases, dressage, show jumping and a cross country phase, they're obviously going to be needing to be fitter than taking your horse out to a flat work clinic. So if we think about the level of fitness that is needed, then we need to think about how fit is your horse and is there a sort of gap between where they are now and what they will need to be able to achieve at the event. And if it's just a few days before, you're not actually going to be able to change their fitness level in time for that occasion. So it might be that you need to reevaluate Firstly, if you think that you're ready to go to that event, or actually when you're there, maybe you need to change what you're doing. So if it's a clinic and you're booked in for a 45 minute session, then maybe you need to say to your trainer, actually, I don't think my horse is going to cope with 45 minutes, Uh, can we just do half an hour or can we lower the intensity and make sure that we give plenty of rests? But what about if you're going on a pleasure ride and uh, on that, that ride, you're looking forward to doing a lot of cantering um, you know there's beautiful open fields that you get to go on when you go on a fun ride well maybe you are just going to have to hold back for a few of those so if you know that there's say five occasions for a canter uphill maybe a couple couple of them you should think well actually to get around this whole event without consequence I think I need to trot up a couple of them and if you're going cross-country, I know there are time demands on you, but if your horse isn't fit enough, maybe treat it more as a schooling round and pop back into trot in between fences and make sure that they let up the speed a little bit. Because what we have the problem with is actually building up to both aerobic levels of fitness and being able to manage in the anaerobic zone where the horses have really high heart rates should be as a result of a fairly long term training plan. And certainly when it comes to thinking about getting a horse fit, in that preceding week what we don't want to do is we don't want to actually push them into those higher intensity training zones with really high heart rates within at least three or four days before a competition. When you use high, well, when a horse has a high heart rate, they're going to be using anaerobic respiration, which means that they rely on stores of energy, the glycogen that's stored in their muscles. And when we use up those stores, it takes a little bit of a time for them to be replenished. And uh, we sort of work on the idea that we're thinking 72 hours as a minimum, so that's uh, three days. So say your event is on the Sunday, you don't want to be doing fast work on the Friday or as I say in the racing industry, you'll leave your race at home. What the other consideration with the week before is any kind of training soreness. So if you work your horse really hard on whatever skills you're trying to achieve, you know, perhaps you need to do some more jumping to um, improve your technique or you need to take your horse cross-country schooling because they've not seen the required you know obstacles, ditches and jumps and things and you want to take them out... If you do unaccustomed levels of exercise in the few days preceding the event, then you are likely to give them a case of uh, DOMS, so that's delayed onset muscle soreness, and we know from uh, literature that can take, you know, we sort of say it peaks at 48, 72 hours and the horse might be sore for a few days after that. So you don't want to be doing that high intensity training, I would say, within four days before your event. I mentioned there also about skills training. Uh, if you have something that you're working towards, say it's a dressage test and you need to perhaps practice one of the movements, the ability to gain new skills and learn them requires a high number of repetitions of that skill. Perfect practice makes a uh, perfect performance, I think. Uh, So you need to have enough time before you're going out to display those skills uh, in training, before you could expect them to be on cue and available, you know, on demand in, in a competition environment. So the week before is not the time to start learning new skills. It may be that you want to just have a, a short repetition of them, and uh, say, you know, you work on your transitions, or there's something specific in your test that you want to get really well trained beforehand. Well, that's absolutely fine, but what you mustn't do is to get all focused on the actual movement and forget about the intensity of the way that you're working your horse so those sessions a few days before actually do um work on lots of rest and perhaps you know doing the movement in a slower gait uh, or maybe say on a larger circle or for a shorter distance or if it is jumping reduce the number of jumps or reduce the heights so that you're not overloading your horse in the week before. What we do need to do though, is we need to keep the horse moving. We can't sort of give it complete rest really. That's not going to be idle either. Certainly if you're limited in the amount of turnout, you don't want your horse being sort of stood in for long durations before the exercise, especially, you know, if this is the winter time, Um, we need to keep our horse sort of supple and mobile. So I would advocate hacking if you can. Um, No high intensity bursts uphill. high speeds, but just thinking about getting that horse moving or suppleness exercise, pole works instead of jumping or um, lower level dressage skills compared with your um, if you're competing at advanced level. The other thing to consider as well is feeding on the run-up now i'm not a a nutritionist but i do have to be aware of certain issues like uh, tying up syndrome so you have to be careful that you have to adapt your horse's feed and the other managing factor is if you have reduced the exercise and you have a horse that is prone to gaining weight the last thing you want to do is to in the last few days before a competition find that they are actually starting to put on fat But I do have uh, one client that actually makes sure that her horse has five days of quiet work, just hacking um, before a um, competition, and we're talking about eventing here, and then she hacks before and then she hacks afterwards because that's how she's found it's the best way to manage her horse. And that's really the other factor is that each horses are individual. So have a structure and have a plan so that you know what you're doing before so you don't get swayed beforehand uh, and do too much too soon. One other factor to consider is whether your horse has a physio visit on the run up to the competition Quite frequently, if we are treating for soreness, the horse might need either a day off or an easy day the day before. Now we can adapt strategies so that there are things that we can do, literally just before the event or maybe the time before, but two days before is not a good idea to start to try and change anything in their musculoskeletal system. And if they really are that sore, then maybe a discussion with a physio might be around whether or not your competition is appropriate. So for instance, uh, next week, I've got a client that's competing on Saturday at advanced level on dressage. I'll see her horse on Monday. She will have done her last lesson before that. I'll treat him on Monday. He'll have have a day off on Tuesday, an easy day on Wednesday, he'll have a day off on Thursday, and then he'll hack out on Wednesday, and then he'll compete on the Sunday. So there's a nice plan on the run-up to it to make sure that he arrives at the competition in his optimal uh, condition. So in summary, I just say plan ahead if you've got something in your diary, whatever that might be and whatever the level that is for your horse and have a real structured plan so that you know exactly what you're doing in the seven to four days before your competition. But if you need help with any of these kind of plans that's something I can assist you with so you can get in touch with me. My website is www.gilliantabor.co.uk or you can find me on social media, Instagram and Facebook at Dr Gillian Tabor Physio. And as ever if you've enjoyed this podcast then uh, please do screenshot and share it on your stories. Thank you.